Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. It's the Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props. A lot of stuff. Over-unders. Jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. FanDuel now live in Ohio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday morning podcast. A couple of things. Matt Mosley is going to stop by to discuss Jerry Jones canceling his radio interview. Jerry is not prone to relinquish the spotlight, so canceling an interview is noteworthy. And in about 10 minutes, Matt Mosley will stop on by. Speaking of the Cowboys, 40 Six million viewers watch the Cowboys and the 49ers on Fox. Um, It's one of the most watched divisional round games of all time. When gambling, sports gambling was legalized, I said, my only really concern of it is now the constant belief by degenerates who have to validate their betting losses is, oh, the games are rigged. Folks, If baseball was rigged, the Yankees would end up in every World Series. If the NBA was rigged, the Knicks and Lakers wouldn't be a mess for now a decade straight. And if football was rigged, the Dallas Cowboys would not be as inept as they are as a playoff team. The Cowboys are automatic ratings. 46 million viewers. Popular NBA teams. In the conference championships, or as they call them in the NBA, the conference finals, get like 6 million viewers, one-fifth of that. The Cowboys don't win playoff games because the Niners have a better roster. And the reason the Niners have the better roster is because they pay the right players. They have a better left tackle. They have deeper wide receivers. Uh, They have better linebackers. They have two legitimate corners. They're better at safety. The Cowboys tend to pay too much, pay too early, and pay the wrong people. They paid linebacker Jalen Smith. A year later, they had to get rid of him. They overpaid for a running back, Zeke. They paid Dak more than he's worth. If you start looking at the Cowboys' biggest salaries, running back, linebacker, that's not what the best teams do. Dallas has some individual star players, but they don't have a single great unit. The Niners have several. The Eagles have several. The Chiefs have a couple. The Bengals have a few. The Dallas Cowboys are out because they have often paid the wrong positions and players more than they're worth. And next year, it's worse. Dalton Schultz, free agent. Zeke Dak, massive cap hits. Zeke next year will be the number two running back cap hit in the league. He is not a top 10 running back. 
Dak will be the number two quarterback cap pit. He's not a top 10 quarterback. Come on. He's not. So the games aren't rigged and the Cowboys are where they are for a reason. Coach of the year to me is obvious, Brian Dable, New York Giants. But when I hear other people like Kyle Shanahan and Nick Sariani getting suggested, I'm not bothered by it. But to me, coach of the year is overcoming. And that's what separates a great quarterback from just a guy, the ability to overcome. I've said this now for you know several years, and you've heard it before. Every quarterback is good with a run game and protection and a lead. The great ones, Burrow, Mahomes, are great trailing. They're great without a run game. They overcome. Well, that's Brian Dable. So think about this. Kyle Shanahan has the best roster in football. Yes, he's on his third quarterback, but Garoppolo succeeded with this roster. Brock Purdy is succeeding with this roster. This is a great roster. Nick Sariani has done a great job, but this is a great roster. In both instances, Kyle Shanahan and Nick Sariani, the general manager, deserves a great deal of the credit. Brian Dable is winning with a quarterback who ended up at Duke. That's an academic and basketball powerhouse. Jalen Hurts was recruited by Nick Saban in Alabama and then went to Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley. He's an elite athlete. Daniel Jones went to an academic power, certainly talented. Brian Dable got him to the playoffs in a pretty good division with a rebuilding roster and a quarterback who, if he was on the open market today, would arguably fetch no offers. Jalen Hurts would get offers. Jalen Hurts would get several offers. A mobile 2023 quarterback who was in the Heisman race, who puts up big rushing and passing numbers and doesn't turn it over much, Jalen Hurts would fetch a half dozen offers, minimum. Daniel Jones, I'm not sure, would fetch a single offer on the market. Because everybody understands the value of what Dayball did for Josh Allen in Buffalo and Daniel Jones in New York. To me, the Coach of the Year award is a slam dunk, Brian Dable, doing more with significantly less of a roster and a quarterback talent. Dove Kleiman, he is a reporter, NFL reporter, is saying the Packers are now exploring trades for Aaron Rodgers to the AFC. Makes sense. They don't want to have to face him. I get it. It'd be humiliating to face him in a playoff game. This way, if you do face him, it's probably in a Super Bowl. I think it's really smart by Green Bay to consider this for a lot of reasons. Number one, Aaron would not get to a Super Bowl in the AFC. It's too crowded. Too many good teams. Number two, this roster is capable in the NFC North of winning without Aaron if Jordan loves a B to a B minus quarterback. Consider the additions needed for Green Bay. So it's a pretty good roster. They could use an edge rusher, a receiver, and a tight end, and maybe an offensive tackle at some point, though they addressed the offensive line in last draft. 
if you get an additional one and a two for Aaron Rodgers, you can literally, and Green Bay has a history of drafting pretty well and developing exceptionally well. Green Bay, in the first two rounds, can essentially wrap up their needs in the draft. Yes, Aaron's a dead cap hit, but Jordan Love doesn't cost anything. So it's a wash. I just think it's time. I think when people ask for concessions in any job, uh, if they're an elite performer, I think companies will adjust. Aaron now is not giving you the offseason commitment. He's not getting you playoff W's. He's now really expensive and not terribly flexible in terms of his willingness to work with a new offense, new schemes, new players. I just think it's time. I don't even think it's a big risk. Remember, when they moved off Favre for Aaron Rodgers, Favre was arguably the most beloved player in the NFL, along with maybe Peyton Manning. Aaron's not. There are a lot of people in Green Bay that are over, over Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think a lot of people feel like he's held them a little bit hostage the last couple of years. Now, Jordan Love's not as good as Aaron Rodgers, but don't forget, Aaron's first year, he won six games as a starter. So it was bumpy. And also, Favre, uh, within a year, was winning a lot of games for Minnesota. If you ship Aaron to the AFC, there's not a lot of open divisions now that Jacksonville is a real team. Not a lot of wide open divisions. Where would Aaron go in the AFC if you're fearful of facing him again? He wouldn't be favored in the division with Belichick and Josh Allen, Mahomes' division. Uh, he wouldn't be, to me, favored in the Joe Burrow division. And I don't think he'd be favored, honestly, against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to shore up that offensive line. They've got more weapons. They've got a highly capable offensive coach in a league that's pivoted in that direction. So I think moving Aaron to the AFC, and what do you need? Give me a first this year, a second next year, a third the following year. I'm good. Aaron's 38, about to be 39. He's not playing forever. That's the other thing. If it takes Aaron a year to kind of get up to speed with Vrabel's offense or Robert Sala's offense, Titans, Jets, respectively, Aaron's only got about three years left. So it makes a ton of sense to me. I, I don't think it's a scary proposition. The Vikings are not going 11-0 next year in one-score games. The Bears are a wreck offensively. Don't even know if they have the right coach. And the Lions haven't won the division since 1993. Now's the time. It's really the perfect time. You can still get several top picks for Aaron Rodgers. And this roster in Green Bay should have made the playoffs anyway if Aaron would have committed to the offseason and the rookie receivers. As a small business owner or hiring manager, success depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. Hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience you want. That's what LinkedIn Jobs does. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of 
the most qualified candidates. It's really cool. They make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one, number one, in delivering quality hires against leading competitors. Go to post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Colin. LinkedIn.com slash Colin. Place is great. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn.com slash Colin. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The NFL Conference Championships this Sunday. You can enjoy more thrills than a two-minute drill with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. Same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets, two or three or four, for a chance at a bigger payday. You build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, just sign up, promo code Colin. If you don't already have an account, that's promo code Colin to get free bets back if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-HOP P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Matt Mosley co-hosts the Doomsday Podcast with a feisty Ed Werder, longtime Fox Sports ESPN writer. Okay. Jerry Jones canceled his weekly radio hit. Matt, that's something. He's not prone to do that. That's something, right? Did he not want to defend Dak Prescott? You know, I do think this is uncommon most of the time. He will sort of go into hiding at times right after the season. And he's been known to to, to kind of stay in hiding. And last year he did something similar and he kind of left Mike McCarthy twisting in the wind. And... That allowed him to eventually be able to keep Dan Quinn. I don't think this is the reason this time around for him not showing up for his weekly hit. And I I think Jerry, what he does is he goes on like a geese hunt. And there's a place in Arkansas and he and the family, they hole up and, and he likes to get away and kind of think of the next moves and everything. And he's just not ready to talk about this anymore. He defended Dak after the game. He said McCarthy's fine. So in a sense, I think in his mind, 
he's already done that. And now he can take some time and get away for a little bit. And there could be changes because Kellen Moore's interviewing with the Panthers, you know, despite Steve Smith saying after that last play, why would you ever interview Kellen Moore? Cancel the interview. But, but uh, Steve Smith is not in charge of that interview process. So, I mean, there's a chance that Jerry could be losing both coordinators. And so you and I always end up talking about McCarthy. This literally could become all about Mike McCarthy to the point. Could Mike McCarthy, could Jerry make a decision to say, Mike, sink or swim? There's a lot of moving parts here. The one thing I could tell you probably for sure is I don't, I don't think Jerry's entertaining the idea of Sean Payton. I think we can probably rule that one out. Yeah, Sean wants control. Bill Parcells did. Jimmy Johnson did. Um, I, I've always felt that Jerry likes to be necessary. And um, he feels more necessary with Mike McCarthy than he would Sean Payton. Sean Payton, Parcells, Jimmy don't make you necessary. They're, they're not people that need your business acumen or your drafting acumen. You know, and this is, um, I think Jerry feels necessary. He saved Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy wasn't getting interviews. He was being blamed for the Aaron Rodgers divorce. Jason Garrett didn't get many interviews. He's on NBC. He felt like he was a son. He was saving him. I think Jerry's had always had that feeling. I think that's why he sometimes overpays for players. He feels an, an importance in their life journey. Sean Payton doesn't make Jerry feel necessary. No, and he loves Sean, but Jerry doesn't respect coaches is really the bottom line. Um, he he doesn't pay the kind of money. Uh, he, he will pay, I mean, in, in, in fine money, but at the bottom line is the thought of trading draft picks for a head coach makes him laugh. Like in his mind, that would be a baffling thing to do. And I, 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 I do think you're onto something when Jerry likes – comfortable hires um wade phillips mike mccarthy and he just kind of likes people that'll kind of do their thing let jerry be jerry and sean sean would be okay managing jerry because he knows him so well in fact sean would be better at that than bill and bill really wasn't that bad at it when he was here jerry just kind of went away uh, and that was a weird thing, and I don't think he wants to go back to a place like that. But I, I do think, I do think you're right. I think that's a good way to put it. That Jerry does feel need to feel necessary, but also Jerry feels the need. And when I say he doesn't respect coaches, well, you saw it. You go back to Jimmy Johnson and his famous statement that I could find 500 coaches to, to with this talent to do what Jimmy did. Um, it's an infamous statement. But somewhere in the back of his mind, he still kind of thinks like that. And, yeah. and again, that's how you end up with a Mike McCarthy, someone who has championship um, skins on the wall with, with winning a world title. But so he knew it was, a, it was an okay, it was a defensible hire, but it wasn't a knock it out of the park hire. Jimmy Johnson tweeted, the final play of the game was dumb. Um, it was ill-advised and poorly constructed. Um, does Jimmy still hold weight? I mean, that's 
in Dallas? I mean, when Jimmy says that, what's the reaction? Well, I mean, he still has everybody's ear, and we all love to see what he says, but I don't think it really, nothing, you know, really bothers Jerry. Um, Jerry ignores him to the point of leaving him out of the ring of honor. And so there's just a, you know, there's just usually a large disconnect there. And Jimmy loves getting the sharp stick out and taking it to Jerry. And then he's been doing it for 25 years or whatever, or, you know, 28 years since whenever he left. So, no, I, I do think people are interested in, you know, it, what it did is it's just, it just, it, it, it goes into the sort of the lack of credibility. When you do something like that, it's just, again, it's not the end all be all. Like, I don't think you fire a head coach off of a last play that had no chance in the first place. It's just, it just looks silly. And it make it makes you look sort of a uh, Mickey Mouse, you know, when you line up and try to do something like that and, and get your poor running back. You got him. It was a good, it's a good snap. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke's got to anchor better. He's got to learn how to anchor better at center. And uh, but it, but again, what does it remind you of? It all those yeah. old bloopers reels we used to love. And I I don't know, you know, the NFL follies or whatever we called that. That's what that looked like. So it kind of eats away at the credibility of Kellen and and Mike, you know, and and the whole gang. But. Um, I, I think what they'll do when they say make Dak friendly, they're going to put a new voice in his ear. And, and I think that'll be interesting to see who that ends up being. And it might be, it could be Mike McCarthy. He would never admit this. But if Kellen Moore got another job, I think deep down, Mike McCarthy would be happy and he would make a move and try to convince Jerry, let me do this. Dan Quinn's a good coach, certainly done a good job hiring a defensive coach in this day and age. Seven of the last eight coaches left in football were offensive coaches. Sean McDermott was the last defensive coach standing and laid an absolute frickin' egg. That was maybe the most ill-conceived offensive game plan with a great quarterback I've seen in the playoffs in years. It's one thing if Daniel Jones struggles. It's another when Josh Allen is three and out in his first drive. And they have deep balls up the sideline in a snowstorm is not a game plan. It's winging it. It's calling plays. So I think Dan Quinn uh, will be around at least for another year. You know, they're in a really weird situation where Dalton Schultz contests the market. Tony Pollard contests the market. Zeke is wildly overpaid. Uh, I said this in the preamble to you is that. You know, when you look at why the Cowboys are the Cowboys, they've often paid too early or too often for average players. Uh, they paid Zeke too early, Dak too much, Jalen Smith too early and too much. Um, you don't pay linebackers in this day and age, um, safeties, linebackers. You know, Seattle's finding that out when they have too high Price safeties. Buffalo is finding it out. Buffalo's offensive line's a disaster, but they've got great linebackers and safeties. Is that it's going to be an interesting offseason if they need another receiver. Dalton Schultz could be gone. Gallup has proven to be a three. And at times, I'm not sure he's that. What do you think 
personnel-wise, franchise tag-wise, what does the offseason look like? Well, I think it's going to be an old Romo-friendly type deal. You used to hear that terminology, and I think they're going to bring that one back to make this thing Dak-friendly. This season got away from Dak. He got in a bad way. He says all the right things. He's a great podium guy, as you've talked about, but he didn't get it done. And so this offseason will be about putting Dak back together and finding, okay, why did this happen? Why did a guy that was sort of known for, for managing games and taking care of the ball all of a sudden have a huge turnover problem? So a lot of that's going to be about that. Now, when I say Dak friendly, I, I, I think that it's going to be, they're going to, they're going to try to bring in more talent around him. Gallup didn't, you know, that didn't work out this season. They, they had to go to T.Y. Hilton. Uh, CD was all they had. Schultz is probably gone. We don't know what about Pollard because of the injury. There are people that are going to put in their face right now. They're already doing it. What, you know, why did you, you didn't get anything for Amari. You had two stud wide receivers and you didn't get anything for him. You got a fifth round pick for Amari Cooper. So that's what you're going to hear this offseason is how do we make this thing Dak friendly and who can we bring in to build him up and to add more firepower? Because at the end of the season, here's what they're going to do. They're going to look back at these interceptions. What they're going to tell you this offseason is a lot of it wasn't Dak's fault. I don't believe that. I mean, did you see the look in Dak's eye after those two picks the other day? Did you see that kind of deer in headlights? Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know how this happened. But because they pay him so much and because he's their franchise quarterback, it's just like with Tony. They're going to have to, they're going to have to make it not his problem. It's we didn't do enough to help Dak. We've got to do enough to help Dak get over the hump. And so that's what this whole thing is going to become about. So the Cowboy Twitter account, and this is very rare, took a shot at Dak. Now, I saw a story today that suggested Jerry okayed that. How's that playing in Dallas? What's the rumor in Dallas about that? Because you don't see team Twitter accounts ripping star players, even after bad games. First of all, the idea that somebody went to Jerry with a headline is ludicrous. Okay? I mean, I've been in newspapers my whole life and websites and all that kind of stuff. That's a joke. Like anybody who says, well, Jerry, Jerry's fine with that. Now, the, the thing I could defend him on if you kind of see, it's a, like a link to a story. The story is probably has more nuance, and it's not some kind of attack on Dak, but it just looks strange. And it is kind of funny that even after all this blowback and people are like, what are the Cowboys doing? They just kind of left it up there. Um, so I don't think – I would say this, though. Dak is kind of going to go away for a while. We won't hear from him. But he was made very aware of it. I, I, I assure you that, that Dak's people and anybody has said, boy, Dak, look how the Cowboys took care of you after the game by leaving this tweet up there. Now, again, from a, from a journalist standpoint, the tweet, the headline was sort of attached to a story. And like whoever wrote that story didn't write the headline. Somebody from the Cowboys put that out there. 
And then suddenly, what surprises me, Colin, is that somebody, and I know all the people in charge over there, they're, they're good people, like somebody just didn't delete it and go, eh, this is causing a firestorm. Um, but maybe we should admire them for saying, you know what? I mean, we, we make fun of people when they delete something, right? They just left it out there. And, and who knows? But the thought of Jerry having any say or, or caring in the least about what the website tweets out is, is beyond crazy. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I kind of feel like the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys, this was kind of the spot. Um, Buffalo, because Mahomes is hurt, Josh Allen's big salary kicks in. Buffalo's defense is going to have to probably get rid of a safety, a linebacker. Uh, this was the best of the Buffalo Bills roster. It, it may not look, as Josh Allen's contract kicks in, it may not look this nice. Remember, Kansas City had to get rid of Tyreek Hill, Shavarius Ward, the corner. I mean, once the, once the big money kicks in, Cowboys had to let go of Amari Cooper. Uh, the Titans with Tannehill had to get... Let go of A.J. Brown. So I feel like Buffalo, this was the best the roster was going to be. Now it's going to have to be leaner. And I look at Dallas and I say to myself, okay, they can't get out of this Zeke thing. They can't get out of this DAC contract. Dalton Schultz is leaving. Tyron Smith is expensive and old. Is there an argument this is the best of the roster? Well, this was the best year to break through. I don't know. I think they might be able to do some things to help the offense. I don't know. I mean, in a weird sort of way, the injury to Pollard may help them. I mean, Pollard's a great player. How do you – he was going to get huge money on the open market for a, for a running back, obviously. Right. The value for a running back is not what it is in other, in other positions. But eight, there were people – yeah. yeah, there were people that were going to be very interested in him. Well, on the open market, it might have been even more than that. I mean, he might have got 10 to 12. Uh, but now nobody knows what to make of this injury. And this is where Jerry's really good. 
Jerry can come in and go, Tony, we brought you in here. You know, we've given you this platform. And Jerry loves to make that argument to players. If you're if you retire a cowboy, you know, you're gonna have a job the rest of your life because you were a cowboy and all this kind of stuff. Zeke's probably gone. I mean, are you really gonna keep paying Zeke to be a short yardage running back? I mean, there's just really there's really no great place for him. I mean, there's no there's no great fit. There's also not a market for Zeke, is there? I don't I don't think so. I mean, they're trapped. He's he's so valuable to them just from Dak loves him, this sort of leadership. I don't really think that transcend that wouldn't translate to some of these other places. I'm trying to think of where some people that have coached him have gone on to, but no, no, he's just I mean, there's no more tread on the tire. Just look at the numbers. He was averaging 2.1 yards per carry. Pollard was their home run hitter. Now, Pollard, as of as our taping, just in the past hour or so, he had the surgery. Um, the fibula, that's going to heal on its own. As I understand it, the ankle, they had to do some surgery on. He's going to be ready by training camp next year. So, But again, we don't know what he's going to look like. Is he going to have the same burst? Is it going to take him a while to get back up to speed? This is the, the killer for the Cowboys is you – You've got a rookie quarterback on the other sideline in San Francisco. You hold them to 19 points. He's good. I like Brock Purdy, but he didn't. It's not like he was just unbelievable in that game. He made a couple of really good throws, but you hold them to 19 points, and your huge money quarterback goes out there the first half. It's just like he's walking in the, in, the, in the, I mean, just in the woods or something. Like, hey, man, what's going on here? Oh, man, Santa Clara's nice. And he's just, he's throwing picks. And, it, and he could have thrown two more. I mean, that's just demoralizing to a to an organization. That's why Trayvon Diggs, J-Rod Curse, Demarcus Lawrence, you could sort of watch their body language after that game. That's not a, we're all in this together. That body language, even Dan Quinn, he's got to be thinking, we did everything we could, and we were knocking on the door. And the sad things for Cowboys fans and the people who cover them and everything, we all think it was nine to nine. Colin, there might have been a moment in your mind where you thought, hmm, maybe the Cowboys win this thing, go to the NFC title game. I would say 80 to 90% of all Cowboys fans and the people who cover them were just sitting there like, okay, how did they lose this game? Wait, wait, now, which direction is it going? Is it going to be another interception? Is it going to be a long drive? How, how are they going to lose it? There's nobody that truly felt like they were going to break through. And it was nine to nine. I mean, they, it was right there for the taking. So I, I think you can improve the roster, but my, the problem is I don't know if you ever have a better shot. I mean, San Francisco's loaded, what? but they don't have the right. I mean, they got a third string quarterback. Are we what? all going to sit here and, and jump? Now he may go on and win the Super Bowl and we'll go. All right. Brock Purdy. He's going to be their quarterback in the next five, 10 years. I'm not, ready to say that well here's the cowboys dilemma is both the niners they don't pay that quarterback for three more years so they can keep their players uh they'll probably move trey lance and and the eagles aren't moving they're not moving any of their players because they don't pay jalen hurts yet so dallas is going to face those two stacked rosters again next year and my takeaway is dallas will be less talented next year now 
if Dallas, um, you know, they, they're a playoff team, so they're not going to be in a great draft position. And most of your, as NFL GMs have told me for years, you run out of first-run players somewhere between the 15th and the 18th pick. So Dallas, if you're at the end of the first round, you know, you're it's kind of no man's land. But I do think there's tight ends and wide receivers in the first two picks for Dallas that can absolutely elevate the offense. But the Tony Pollard situation's rough because I I think they you can't let Dalton Schultz walk and not go get a tight end. You can't. And you got to get an inexpensive tight end. Well, it's a good the first and second round have about four. Uh, and, and, you know, tight ends have historically dropped in the draft. George Kittle was a fifth round pick. So I think Dallas is in a weird spot where they've really got to hit some home runs in the first three picks offensively. They also need a second corner. Um, now, you can get that in later rounds. Seattle did this year. They got a corner in the fifth and the sixth round starters. But I, I do feel like this was the year. I mean, Brock Purdy by next year, Matt. He's going to have multiple starts. This this was the chance to get him. And by the way, they did. They the defense did get him. Like he, they, it's not like they went out there and raced up and down the field. They got 19 points, and and the Cowboys go out there and and just you know and put up 12 points. So you're right. He it was this game. This was so gettable, and it just kind of makes you think. That uh, as it's currently constructed with this head coach, now there are people who still think Jerry could make a change at head coach. I mean, he loves to shake things up and make people uncomfortable. So I do think Jerry might enjoy the shakeup of two new coordinators. I don't think he's going to do anything to Mike McCarthy, but I, I it's it's it really is. Uh, I, I I think he's holed up thinking of a way and thinking of a plan, and he's the ultimate salesman, so he's thinking of a mantra or what can we roll out there. Now, the old Romo friendly, maybe he'll go with the Dak friendly or whatever, but this will be about the redemption of Dak. This is our guy. He's totally fine. He's a great quarterback, and he just had a bad season. And maybe it was he was rusty after missing the five games. But the, the thing is, he missed five games. And he still threw 17 interceptions. And people say, well, Matt, not all these things were his fault. That's true. That's true. But there were a lot of pick sixes, three pick sixes since week 15. They've got a quarterback problem. And there's no easy fix. I mean, everybody here wants a new quarterback, new head coach. None of that's happening. I mean, you can't move off that contract, so all you can do is try to build around him. But 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 you know, you know Jerry. Jerry right now is is it's he's putting together before he can actually go do some things in free agency, he has to put a marketing plan together. And before he shows up in his comfortable meeting with everybody at the owner's meetings or wherever the next, the combine, wherever he speaks next, because he, he will sometimes go into hiding for a little while. He's going to come out with a whole new thing, and, and it's going to be about how close they were. Maybe he can use this Pollard injury or something, but you, what you're about to see is a circling of the wagons around Dak like you can't even believe.
And and that's because they have no other alternative. What what are they going to do? Rip him? I mean, it's just they're going to they're going to put everything in that. You can fire your head coach, but right now you can't do anything about your quarterback. Okay. Well, Mosley, that was some good work. I really appreciate it. Uh, put those glasses back on. Enjoy your beautiful family. Yeah, yeah. I know. I appreciate that. And you should know when I'm on with you on these podcasts, it just generates. I, I mean, just as we were getting ready to come on, I heard from somebody from Fox. Oh my gosh! By the way, I'm supposed to be on the radio right now, but uh, <laughs> I think my show started about two minutes ago. Okay, Colin, I may need to. I may need to go now. Hey, appreciate it. The volume. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure, download the Draymond Green Show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.